Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're just trying to make it by in college and somebody messes with your stuff, it calls for some revenge, right? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, automated calendars. I did some work for a contracting company for IT. It lasted about two weeks while I waited on a real offer. Well, after I left, I kept getting emails from them to my personal email. On multiple occasions, I was invited to job interviews with new employees for the company. I emailed the CEO eventually, and he was furious about it. Thought it was done. Here we are six months later, I get yet more emails. I saw that they used automated calendars. So every person on that email for the next months doesn't have a single time slot available. Every 15 minutes they'll get a notification and outlook from me. Did I mention they're all custom responses? Every single one is a different message, different email and everything. They're just lucky I don't know how to do it for the next year. If they keep inviting OP, they might as well show up and send a bill for their time, you know, for the contracting work. Our next story is, kid picking on me gets his trapper keeper tied to a table. Back when I was in 7th grade, this kid was one of those annoying people that messed with people in an attempt to be funny, but it just annoys the crap out of everybody. Everything he did was just stupid. It ranged from crumpling up somebody's test, or flipping somebody's backpack inside out with all the stuff in it, or throwing away somebody's trapper keeper with the rings unhinged. Yes, somehow trapper keepers made a weird comeback in 2017. I myself had one, but one day he decides to finger poke taser me in the side relentlessly throughout class, and then when we get ready to take a quiz, he crumples it up and throws it on the floor. From that day forward, I decided to get my revenge. My school was relatively small compared to other neighboring county schools, and we had a good amount of people in them, so they would call us in waves depending on how we would get home, so everyone and their mother wouldn't be in the hallways toppling over people. Right before my wave for bus riders was called to go home, I decide to strike. I took his trapper keeper and tied it to his table when he wasn't looking and messing with someone else, and no telling how many times I knotted that thing, it was impossible to get it undone. As soon as I was done knotting it, my wave was called and I darted out of that room without being seen. The next day I walk in math class, the straps are still there and he ended up cutting them off because he couldn't get it undone in time I suppose but he was pretty pissed about that. But that's my petty revenge story. Honestly, I'm surprised that kid didn't get into more fights. Our next story is, I, 22-year-old female, skipped Karen in a long line at the post office. So yesterday, posts finally started to work after New Year's break. Needless to say, the line was two kilometers long. Everyone was rushing to pay bills and whatever. Anyway, I came there and skipped the line because I needed to take this paper to fill in because I wasn't paying bills. I was sending a package. This Karen who stood on an entrance of the post, they didn't allow more than seven people to enter at once due to COVID. She literally blocked my way and said I needed to wait in line. I told her to move, but she started yelling at me. I was just planning on taking this paper and going out to wait in line. Anyhow, security comes out to see why Karen's yelling I tell him what I need, and he says, go take the paper. I ask him if I can fill the paper inside on the table, and he says, okay. So as the post office cleared from people, I finished writing. He was about to let the other group enter, but he said to me, 
Okay, you go next. I looked at the fuming, short-haired, blonde Karen and winked and stepped forward to send my package. Me one, Karen zero. I'm not sure what country this takes place in, but it seems so old-fashioned now that there's such a long line at the post office for people to pay their bills. This next story is, demand I give my son your last name? Here's a framed gift with our last name. My son's father and I weren't married and weren't living together when I got pregnant. He told me he couldn't have children and didn't want them prior to the pregnancy. When we found out, he wanted me to move in with him and have the baby, but I was getting so many red flags I refused. There were a lot of narcissistic traits, along with verbal and borderline physical abuse happening, so I broke it off with him. Well, he was very demanding that I give the baby his last name, which obviously made little sense, as we weren't married and I'd always wanted children. He would play nice for a little while, and then try to talk me into giving him what he wanted. Even called me while I was in the hospital, after my C-section, urging me to name him his last name. The father is Indian, and their healthcare is fully paid for by their tribe. The father went as far as to threaten that the tribe wouldn't pay for the hospital stay if my son didn't have his name. It was overwhelming, but I stuck to my guns, and no issues were had with his hospital bills. So fast forward 10 months, he gets my son a total of 18 hours a month. He could have had more, but this is what he wanted, and takes him to either his mom's or grandparents' house, as he lives one state away. So, for Christmas, I made these really cute little cards featuring my son with Santa, and of course, our name on it. So it looks like a picture with a Christmas-themed border around it, and our name in big font below, like, the blah blahs. I let his mother see my child almost weekly because she wants a relationship with him. As my petty revenge, I took a Christmas card and framed it for her to put up in her house, so once or twice a month, he can see his son and our name staring back at his big stupid face i'm thinking he needs a jersey type shirt with it printed on the back as well at some point our next story is don't prank call someone with time to kill i work in escape rooms it's not a difficult job by any means i spend most of my time sitting in an office and giving occasional clues to teams but the hours i work can be a bit all over the place they're often dependent on bookings and I only get the rota a few days in advance, so making plans can be tricky. But I have one day where the evening is empty, and I make plans for dinner with my lovely partner. Amazing! I clock out, get my jacket on, and the phone goes. Screw it, it'll only take a moment. And I answer the phone. There's a male voice on the other end and laughter in the background. I can guess they're out, maybe in a pub somewhere. And he asks about booking an escape room for a bachelor party. Okay, that only takes a few minutes to sort. I ask for his name, email, how many people it'll be for, when it should be booked. I pretty quickly realize that this is probably a prank call. There's a group of men laughing after everything he says. He keeps asking me to repeat questions and he starts making increasingly ridiculous requests. Can we redecorate the room? Can I bring my guinea pig? Can we bring extra people for free? I don't want to give him the satisfaction of a reaction, so I just hang up. I send out a message on the work group chat explaining what happened and noting the number, and I get a message from someone working at the other side in town. I was just about to send a message. They prank called us 20 minutes ago, got all the way to payment, and then they hung up. I check my bus times, and wouldn't you know it, I've missed my bus. 
Next one is in for an hour. Thanks to this jerk, I've got an extra unpaid hour to sit in this little office, and I'm going to be late for dinner with my partner. The revenge? So I'm sitting and seething, thinking about how my evening plans have been spoiled by this jerk, who was going to face absolutely no repercussions. Then an idea formed, and I asked my colleague John about what happened and the details he was given. Turns out with my prank call, they had taken the time to work out a script. But with their first call with John, they were caught off guard. So I was given a fake name and email, but John was given details that sounded much more realistic. And we had his mobile number. Now, it might not surprise you to know that you can find a lot of information about someone with their name, email, and mobile number. By the way, Marcus, if you ever see this, 41 is far too old to be doing crap like prank calls. It's also the minimum amount of info needed to sign up to a lot of different services. And I had an hour to kill. I'll never know his reaction, but I hope the messages from Scientology, Jehovah's Witnesses... Did you know you can schedule calls from them? I hope Marcus works night shifts, otherwise those late calls are going to be very annoying. Jazzercise, Zumba, real estate agents, gym membership, and Reader's Digest don't clog up his phone too much. I would hate for his time to be wasted. I think they deserve this revenge just on the basis of how dumb their prank call was. Like it wasn't even a good prank call. This next story is, this is so dumb, but I would like others to enjoy my excitement that I'm doing today. I'm going through my first divorce this year. To the classic mama's boy, his mother has driven both of us apart. And she's not the loud type, she's the whisper softly and make you feel guilty for no reason type. Why I say this is because my family and I are from southern Alabama. My mother and father have a very thick accent. They grew up with nothing and with almost no education, they somehow beat the odds and created a very successful crane business. When I was younger, we moved up north. I lost most of my accent, but theirs has only changed mildly. They went from nothing to three vacation homes and getting whatever they want, as they should because they worked harder than I ever would. They've worked beyond the expectation of a normal person. So on to the pettiness. My ex-mother-in-law always thought of me and my family as low class, even though she's only successful because she cheated on her husband with a general and has an easy life now, never worked anything but her you-know-what. She's went as far as to tell my ex-husband that if our children are around my family too much, they might pick up on our accent and sound stupid or uneducated, that in the long run we're hurting her only grandchildren in his bloodline. So today, I told my ex-husband we're doing Alaska-themed pictures and I'm paying for everything. He just needs to be there in the pictures for memories for our kids. I gave both of his sons a mullet and his daughter pigtails. Everyone has overalls on and I went as far as bringing my friend's golden retriever. I even went vintage shopping and got a few old moonshine bottles for them to pretend they're drinking. Is it dumb? Yes. But my ex loves mountains and he has no clue what hillbilly looks like and will be so excited to show this to his entire family. I just wish I could see the expression on her face when she's reminded where they came from. Like I'm never fully leaving Karen. Celebrate who you are, who your family is, and your roots and don't be ashamed of them at all. This next story is, sister-in-law assaulted my girlfriend and then lost her car. Many years ago, my wife and I bought an old Ford Telstar for $1,000 as a temporary second car 
until I got a new job and work vehicle. We gave it free to her sister, but it stayed registered in my name. The deal was she had to pay for Rego and deal with any potential fines. Fast forward a few years and I'd separated from the wife for some time and was going through a somewhat messy divorce. By coincidence, I was living in the same street as the sister-in-law. I was seeing a lovely girl and she would stay over at my place occasionally. One day the new girlfriend and I were in the street walking back from the local shops when sister-in-law drives over to the wrong side of the road, winds down the window and hurls abuse. Something about the divorce and how I was being a jerk. I told her to freak off, which at that point she grabbed my arm and pulled me hard against the car. My hand ended up next to the ignition, so I turned it off, yanked the keys and tossed them into the passenger footwell, thinking that would distract her and give the girlfriend and I time to get to my front door. Instead, the sister-in-law jumped out of the car and tried to punch me, but missed and thumped my girlfriend in the face. Meanwhile, her car, with her three-year-old daughter inside, rolled away and hit another parked car, called the cops, protection, restraining order, and so on. At some point soon after that, I remembered her car was still registered in my name. Partly for revenge and partly because I was worried about getting her speeding fines, etc., I filled out a disposal notice stating that the car had been transferred to the sister-in-law. This effectively removed me from the rego. She was angry when she got a notice to rego the car. The catch was, she hadn't looked after it, and it would never pass a safety check. She realized it wasn't worth keeping, and in her own form of revenge, dumped it out the front of my house, full of rubbish, used nappies, half-eaten McDonald's and more Coke bottles than I could count. She put the keys in my mailbox. More revenge ensued. The dumb woman contravened the court order by coming within a certain distance of my house. The cops must have been bored as they knocked on her door and gave her a verbal warning. She couldn't deny the violation as her car was parked right in front of my house. Afterwards, I parked the car on the median strip outside her house so she couldn't use the driveway and tossed the key on her roof. It racked up some fines and then it got towed. I'm just impressed that OP let it go on for as long as it did as far as having their name on that car's registration. This next story is, mean old substitute teacher mistakes me for employee, so I left her in suspense. I worked for Family Video about 11 years ago. Disney would never directly sell us their movies, so after closing hours, my job was to go to Walmart and buy a specific number of Disney new releases. I was wearing a powder blue polo shirt and had a cart full of DVDs and Blu-rays, so I looked enough like a Wally World employee. As I'm putting the last copies in my cart, I hear a lady across the electronics department shouting, Sir! Sir! Hey, sir! Finally, I look up and see an old grade school substitute teacher staring directly at me. I recalled that she was always mean and that I was never directly her student. I smiled and waved. Oh, hey, I bet you don't remember me, do you? I said with a grin. I had a... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Assumed that she might have vaguely placed me from school, perhaps in passing in the lunchroom where she sometimes filled in as an aide. You're the electronics person. I don't care. I want this television, and I've been trying to find someone for a bit now. Will you get me the television and load it for me? My cart was full. I was done at the store. So I gave my best retail associate smile and peppy disposition. You're absolutely right. I'm so sorry for that. I'll go get a few guys and we'll be right out with your television. Sorry for the inconvenience. And then I paid for my movies and left. Our next story is... Bully me in school? Better believe I'm not gonna break rules for you. This happened in the early 2000s. In middle and high school, I was bullied a lot, specifically by one girl. She was absolutely awful to me and I hated her for it. She ended up getting pregnant at an early age, like 16 or 17 and dropped out of school. Right after high school ended, I was 18 and a shift manager at a local grocery store supervising cashiers placing them on a register, running around to get things for people, and making sure the checkout lanes were running smoothly. One of the duties was to process food stamps, EBT, and WIC checks when they came up. They needed a manager override. One day, we'll call her Jessica because that was her name and she was a runt, Jessica comes into the store with her toddler and another baby. I noticed her come in because the entrance is near the cashiers, sneered to myself, but whatever, and went back to work. About 30 minutes later, one of the cashiers turns their blinking light on, meaning they need assistance. I head over, and there is Jessa Runt with her groceries and WIC checks. With WIC checks, you had to buy very specific items listed on the checks, such as milk, baby formula, bread, cheese, etc., and they're good only up to a certain dollar value, and there were often multiple checks. So you would have five or six separate transactions for one person, processing them individually and needing an override for each one. They also had expiration dates. It was a tedious step-by-step process and we had to follow all the rules. I have never judged people for using benefits. If someone needs help, they need help and I don't care. 
However, I definitely judged people named Jessica that made my life heck in school. But not for using the WIC program, just for being a crappy person. The cashier starts to ring through the first order, and it was a little awkward. Because Jessica definitely knew who I was, and here I am helping her. I don't say anything to her at all, just wait till the cashier's done with scanning. I go to process the check through, when I notice that the check is expired by about a week. I look through them all, and they're all expired, about five of them. I say to her that the checks are all expired and we can't run them through, which is true, we can't. They wouldn't have been honored and the store would just be giving her all of those groceries, and I would be in deep crap if I let it go through. She proceeds to flip out. I actually felt bad because her kids needed that food, but couldn't get it due to their mother's incompetence. She starts saying that we can run them through and that we've done it before. Yeah, no, we haven't. You can't. I explain why we can't. She gets louder and says the only reason I'm not doing it, I kid you not, is because she bullied me in school. Man, what a vindication it was that she admitted being a crap bag just to try and get her groceries. I explain once more and she asks to see my manager. I'm frustrated at this point because she's making a scene and people are looking, so I say okay and go to the office to get the front end manager. I explain the situation to the manager, which isn't an unheard of problem, but the tantrum part is a bigger deal to the manager. The manager comes out, says I am correct to her and that we cannot make an exception. She continues to be loud and blaming me for not running the checks through, so my manager says, it's time for you to go, yelling the entire way out of the store without her groceries. I just started to load up her cart and prepare it for restocking. I felt bad for those kids, for their crappy mother, and I don't wish that upon people that need food. However, I will cherish the moment that an absolute crap person messed up, admitted to being a crappy person, in order to try and get her groceries, recanted and blamed me for her ineptitude, and had to eat crap for being crappy and late with her checks. She did it to herself, and I feel no remorse for her whatsoever. Jessica. If you're reading this, screw you. Also, I'll add that I'm not dwelling on being bullied in school anymore, and I used more colorful language for the sake of the story. Being bullied was just a thing that happened, and I'm over it. Obviously, you're never going to hope for somebody to end up in a situation like that, but if somebody who tormented you does end up in a situation like that, and not only are they there, but they're also still a horrible person, it does feel a little vindicating, I would imagine. Our next story is, Karen harasses me over my work clothes, so I call her out on it. I, 23-year-old female, worked about a year ago at a call center that was small, and our policy on clothes was business casual. For reference, I'm 5'3 and I'm a BBW. I have a pear shape with big thighs and a C-cup chest. On the curvier side, but still big. I had always been insecure and had body image issues, but then became very confident. I was very nice and always smiling to people, as well as dressing with clothes that appeal to my shape. Yes, a little tight, but no cleavage nor short dresses or skirts. I don't know if it's conceited of me to say, but I've come a long way since being the shy, baggy-clothed duff from my high school. Well, there's this woman who's well into her 40s who's big too. She would come in with Crocs, baggy pajama pants, and super baggy shirts with out-of-bed hair. 
She would always stare at me almost in anger or talk about me as well. I never cared because I'd gotten used to it until she started becoming bolder by coming up to me and nitpicking my clothes. For reference, the first time she came up to me, I had a long cardigan and a tube top jumpsuit. I have a bigger bottom than my chest, so it came to a surprise when she said that my chest were out and that I needed to cover up. As she proceeded to tug at my jumpsuit, I cried in the bathroom by how embarrassed I was and went to my supervisor about this, asking if I was out of dress code. She said no and she said she talked to her. Mind you, I didn't know they were besties, so I go about my shift. This happens two more times and no resolution. My last straw came when she started making a scene in front of my coworkers. I was wearing a knee-length skirt with a sweater. As I'm talking to a coworker and others are around, she comes up and says, Again? It's as if you're asking for attention. Confused, I look around and ask what she meant. She points at my legs and says I'm practically naked. My skirt had lifted an inch up from above my knee from shifting around in my seat, so I stand up and say out loud for everybody to hear, Why do you constantly pick on me? Is it really my clothes, or is it something different like the color of my skin? I'm really curious because you're constantly messing with me and aren't even worried about your agents. She was a supervisor for a neighboring company cubicle, but constantly was by our desks to try and flirt with the male workers. She then started stuttering and darting her eyes around, realizing everybody started looking and standing from their desks. She quickly said, No, no, it's not like that. I'm just trying to watch out for you. You know, big girl to big girl. Just wasn't sure if you were okay with what you were wearing. I say, clearly I'm here working and I have my own supervisor to let me know if I'm out of dress code. After that, it was nothing but smiles and constantly offering me snacks. Sorry for the long post, but it still makes me chuckle to this day. This next story is Scam Call Our House. Enjoy the smoke alarm. For the last few days, random people were ringing our house phone and saying things like, There's a problem with your computer. Or, hello, we're calling from insert telecom company here. These calls would be once, sometimes multiple times a day. Usually we just hang up on them, but today my ma'am had a plan. Cue her petty revenge. Phone rang around 9am like it had the past few days. Hello, we're calling... Beep. At that moment, ma'am put the smoke alarm off and held it up to the phone. The scammer hung up almost immediately afterwards. Hopefully this will scare off any other people involved in that scam. Whenever I get a call and I can tell it's from some scam number, I find the nearest thing to me, whether that's like a plastic wrapper or maybe like a water bottle, and I'll hold it right up to the phone and just start crinkling that thing super loudly. Almost every time it's an instant beep hung up. This next story is, no such thing as a free breakfast. My wife works at a restaurant, and a fellow server shared the story of this artful revenge. This happened earlier this week. Sandra is a regular at the restaurant, coming in almost every day for breakfast. She always orders the same thing, a kid's breakfast, one of the cheapest things on the menu. The servers all know her and like her. A few days ago, Robert was Sandra's server, and she confided in him that her husband had had a heart attack shortly after Christmas, and while he had survived, it had shaken them both pretty badly. When Robert heard this, He asked the restaurant manager if they could comp her breakfast that day, out of sympathy for her situation. 
The GM flatly refused and told Robert that if he wanted her to get free breakfast, he'd have to buy it himself. Robert went ahead and bought that breakfast on his credit card and proceeded to tip himself several hundred dollars on the check. When he left for the day, he cashed out as usual, but the extra tip he left himself meant that he walked home with almost all of the cash on hand for the restaurant. The next day, the GM had to make a special trip in from his day off to bring cash to the restaurant from the bank. This stunt cost Robert a fair bit since he had to pay income tax on the tip he received from himself, but he figured it was well worth it. The GM never did connect the dots to why exactly the restaurant ran out of cash, but Robert had the smug satisfaction that his petty revenge on the GM had worked perfectly. I don't understand how Robert lost money on this if he took home the money that was in the register. I think I might just be having a dumb moment here. This next story is My Mom's Vacuum Revenge My parents have been talking about getting a robot vacuum for a couple years now, and so my siblings and I decided to get them a nice one for Christmas. Both my parents were very happy about it. However, my dad has decided to take charge of it and doesn't have time to show my mom how it works or help her get the app set up on her phone. He won't share the login info, so none of us can help her. He plugged it in and has it set up but won't give a schedule because he has to set up barriers for it, but he won't let my mom do these things. He has to do it. My mom is insanely annoyed. My dad even named it without talking to my mom. So she's mad that it was a combined gift and she hasn't been able to enjoy it at all. My siblings and I have talked about it and my mom's birthday is coming up and we're going to spoil her with things since my dad is being a jerk about this. So all the grandkids were over and they made a big mess. We got it all cleaned up but the floor really needed a vacuum. My mom went off on how she wishes she could use her Christmas present but someone won't teach her how to use it. My dad works from home, but I'm sure he didn't hear her. So she pulls out their normal vacuum and is vacuuming. Then she turns to me and says, I'm going to vacuum outside of his office just to bug him. Then she had a big smile on her face as she went and vacuumed the very small hallway outside his office door for like 15 minutes. Not a crazy revenge, but I immediately thought of this sub and thought maybe someone else would enjoy my mom's revenge. As much as she wants to sit around and complain that she's not being taught how to use it, they really should put in the effort. Almost everything has a manual online now. Educate yourself on it. Our next story is College Laundry Revenge. This is an oldie but one of my personal favorites in terms of petty revenge. My college dorm, like many others, had shared laundry spaces with a bunch of students. You put a dollar in coins in and got 48 minutes of dryer time. It's worth noting that the dryers really sucked and rarely fully dried your clothes after the 48 minutes, and when the timers finished, you could only pay by another full 48 minutes. However, if you added an extra quarter while it was still running, you could get an extra 12 minutes, which was usually enough to finish the drying. Well anyways, I pay for my load, set my phone alarm for 45 minutes so I could add an extra quarter if needed without paying the full $1 to start the machine up again. My alarm rings and I go to the laundry room only to find my clothes soaking wet on top of the machine and someone else's laundry in the machine with over 48 minutes on the machine timer. Now I don't know what this person was expecting but let me assure you. I took the rest of the extra dry time on the machine 
and she came back to find her soaking wet clothes scattered all over the floor. And by all over the floor, I mean all over the floor. Underwear between machines. Oh, it felt good. I agree wholeheartedly with OP. What did they expect to happen? Not only are you just being an outright jerk, but you tried to steal money from another person because clearly OP paid for some of those minutes. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.